Welcome to Where Passion Meets Truth by Shield Sisters Initiative. We are two best friends who co-founded a community for women entrepreneurs who want to live their passion and embrace their truth. I'm Raywin, a self-love coach obsessed with coffee, mustaches, and all things community. And I'm Megan, a truth-seeking super nerd with a passion for mental health, books, and mindset. Each month, we'll bring you a couple of guest interviews, goal-setting tips, and mindset-changing topics to guide you on your journey of living your passion and embracing your truth. This week, we wanted to welcome Amy Simpkins. Amy is a speaker, entrepreneurship coach, and vision architect. As an MIT-trained engineer, she architected complex missions to outer space. Now, she's applying that proven technical knowledge and big picture mindset to help you shift your business from possible to profitable. She helps her clients craft clear, big picture visions and then use an iterative implementation approach to make those visions reality, creating revenue and unstoppable momentum along the way. Welcome, Amy. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. And if I had to say what my passions were, since this is the passion podcast, I would tell you freedom and adventure and joy. How's that? I love it. I love especially that adventure is one of them. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I am so curious to know more about your journey and how you went from an engineer working on things in outer space to finding that passion for entrepreneur entrepreneurship i'm having the worst time with this word today sorry guys um yeah i just i want to hear your journey i'm so excited by it yeah so i if you would have asked me a long time ago so i i, I wanted to be an astronaut from the time i was 12 years old and that was my like life goal for a very long time, probably about 20 years. And everything, it wasn't just one of those, um, it wasn't just, just one of those things where a kid says, oh, I want to be an astronaut. And then it, it gives way to reality. Like this was seriously my goal. And I seriously pursued it throughout high school, college, graduate school, my employment and everything. Um, I was going to be an astronaut. So if you would have asked me to, to tell you what my passions were about five or ten years ago, I would have told you that it was furthering human scientific knowledge through the exploration of space. I was so in love with the topic, and just that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I also felt that because I knew what my passion was, and I was so strong in it, that I was finished with the passion topic. Like, I knew so I was good, like, for the rest of my life. And imagine my surprise when I evolved as a human being and my passions kind of shifted around. Of course, I'm still a big, big nerd. I still love um, talking about science, physics. Physics really lights me up. Um, I love talking about engineering. I love to follow my old colleagues who are still flying a spacecraft around Jupiter and sending back unprecedented pictures of Jupiter's poles. So that's pretty cool. Um, but my passions shifted into a different direction that, and that whole journey, it took a couple of years to where I realized where my, my gifts lay and I had been using some of my gifts, and don't, and don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed my time 
as an engineer. I designed spacecraft. I operated flying spacecraft. But as it got to, I got to about 10 years into my engineering career, I sort of realized that I had done a lot of what I set out to do. I had accomplished so many of the goals that I set to accomplish in the realm of engineering. And what I really wanted was something new. And that speaks to like my core value of adventure that I had done all of this amazing stuff. And then I wanted new adventure. I wanted to explore something else and use different gifts from, from within my own person. And so that's kind of, that's the, that's the high level summary of how it all went down. What really happened was it started with deciding actually not to apply to the astronaut program. I came very close. I had my mouse clicking on the submit button and I basically backed off and said, I don't think that being an astronaut is what I want to do. I, with all due respect to astronauts, they're amazing people. Um, they are operators of systems and I was doing much better in the realm of design and creativity and innovation and those sorts of activities are done by engineers not by astronauts and so that was sort of the beginning of the shift that like I could see my own creativity I could see my own innovation kind of coming into blossom and I wanted to do more of that and so I started to do more of that in the realm of engineering before it became apparent to me that what I really wanted to start to focus on was not in engineering at all, but it was helping other people tap into that, their own creativity, tap into their own gifts, and bring them out into the world to affect change, to feel fulfilled themselves, and to make a living from it as well. So to generate the revenue they needed to feel supported, but then feel personally fulfilled by their work and to have a great impact on the world. So all of those those three qualities combined led me straight to entrepreneurship. And that that's kind of how, how it all happened. I have to say that I really I really admire your flexibility in being able to switch career paths, so to speak, because for somebody who as you know, as a kid was very committed to being an astronaut and as an adult very committed to being an astronaut, it can be really scary to all of a sudden realize that, oh, maybe this isn't really what I'm supposed to be doing right now because I'm not really happy with how this is going. Um, so for you to be able to do that, I think is Absolutely phenomenal. Was there anything that you did or maybe your support network helped out with or, or anything like that that you think helped to make that transition a little bit easier? Oh, heck yes. And I don't want to imply to you that I was not scared. Um, I went through a huge identity crisis of, you know, if I'm not an engineer, then what am I like, what I was wrong, my entire identity was wrapped up in being an engineer. And so it was fairly gutting to feel like I was making this shift. And maybe I was wrong for all these years that I should never have been an engineer, because that's what my black and white sort of brain did. It said, well, if I shouldn't be an engineer now, maybe I should never have been. And it, it was it was hard and it was emotional. There were lots of tears. Um, there were lots, there was lots of anxiety about it. But yes, I enlisted the help of coaches. I enlisted the help of spiritual guides. I mean, you've, you might have heard that, heard it said that 
entrepreneurship is the best personal development program you could ever embark on. And really, that's what it has been for me, that I had to go through that personal development piece of like, who am I? What are my gifts? What do I really want? What am I really passionate about? And that was deep. It was deep into my spiritual self. It was deep into my identity. It was emotional. So yeah, there was lots of reading of books. There was lots of therapy. <laughs> there was lots of all, all of that stuff. And my husband and family totally along for the ride there. I'm curious, Amy, did you just jump straight in from being an engineer to being an entrepreneur and working with entrepreneurs? Or how did you kind of navigate the those waters from going from one passion to another? Because like you said, I truly believe that we are all multi-passionate people. We can't just have one passion for all of our lives. You can maybe hold on to a passion throughout your life, but that isn't going to be your only passion. So I'm curious to see how you navigated that. Did you just dive right in or did you kind of go on this big adventure? Both is kind of my answer. It, it's been a big adventure. But in the moment that it, it happened it, in one of those um, aha moments, one of those epiphany moments that I had been for a while in my career, and by a while I mean over the course of like about a year, maybe 18 months, I had been starting to look for the next thing. In corporate engineering work, it's very common to move around and to like take different positions, different kinds of roles, do different kinds of work. So you get a breadth of experience. And as you do that, you kind of, you, you move around, but you also move up at the same time. So you're kind of climbing the corporate ladder-ish at the same time that you're getting a breadth of experience. And I had been looking for my next thing and everything just felt very either straight up wrong to me or blah and boring and nothing was really resonating like yes this is the next thing this is this is going to light me up again for my career this is totally clear that this is the right path forward there's a lot of confusion around that simultaneous to that muddle someone a friend of mine made an offhand comment to me and I know she didn't mean it to rock my world the way that it did but she kind of said you know what, you are really encouraging and supportive and have you ever considered being a coach? And she meant it just like, it was kind of a throwaway comment. And to me, like my entire life flashed before my eyes because I had, I had skills around people that I had never used because I was so focused with a one-track mind on these engineering goals. And people had said this to me in the past. I could see like the people who had called out these gifts in me before. And I was like, no, 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 I like math. I'm going to do, I'm going to be an engineer. And all of a sudden it all came up. And so I immediately started to Google. I mean, that was the immediate thing that you asked about that. Yes, in that moment, it was like instantaneous. I started Googling life coaching. I started, I discovered uh, Pat Flynn and Smart Passive Income. And I was like, holy cow, you can do this. You can take what you know and you can earn money for it with the internet this is incredible i didn't even because you know from the engineering perspective when i think of entrepreneurship i think of tech tech startups 
that require a lot of upfront capital and so you're going to look for venture capital money and like there's it's lots of complexity about who's employee number one and what kind of equity is there and there's these huge issues it never occurred to me that entrepreneurship could be simple as simple as as buying a web domain and, and starting you know and so that whole revelation that was very fast it took just about a month to kind of go through that whole process but then the journey to entrepreneurship coaching itself was much longer i when i started out i decided i was like i'm going to be a coach like my friend said i think this is great i'm really in love with the idea this lights me up inside to help people Another thing about coaching that I really love is the instant gratification of it. When you're a spacecraft engineer, you might work on a program that flies in 10 years if it flies at all and doesn't get can and its funding doesn't get canceled by Congress. So there's a lot you have to wait a very long time to see the heart and soul of your work actually come to fruition. And so coaching, I love that about coaching where I can see shifts in my clients like instantaneously by the end of a session in an hour i can tell that i have made a difference in someone's life and that's just intoxicating to me so i started the coaching thing and i i put a message out to my friends and family and said hey i'm doing this i'm going to be a coach so if you have any problems let me know and i will help you solve them and that was how general i started and boy did i get some really wild and really serious things that people came to me with and that I was just like okay never mind I'm not equipped to deal with this kind of thing and so I backed off it for a while I played with some other different kind of business ideas um, a couple of them had some moderate su success a couple of them failed completely but I came back around to the coaching thing I helped a few people and I started to get clients and I realized that the most powerful most effective coaching that I did and the most fun that I had as a coach was around helping people start their businesses. Along with that discovery, I also started to wor be working through that identity crisis around engineering. And I realized that I am still an engineer. I have always been an engineer and I have an engineer's mindset and that's valuable. It's valuable in the world of business and entrepreneurship, which is a world of sales and marketing gurus and MBAs and, you know, that sort of training. And it's valuable in a world I help a lot of creatives. I help a lot of right-brainers. I help a lot of wellness professionals, spiritual professionals who maybe don't have the sort of structured thinking that I come from. And so what I ended up doing was being able to say yes I'm going to take these this engineering capability this big picture mindset this ability to integrate seemingly disparate things into one big picture vision and I'm going to help people do that in their business and that is going to give them clarity of vision it's going to help them to drive revenue sooner because they have this big picture roadmap it's going to help them feel confident about how to move forward and as soon as I did that, everything started to click and it's been it's been pretty good ever since. I mean, obviously, the road of entrepreneurship is never just a straight linear path. So there's always there's always side diversions and stuff like that. But that that coming around to that. So that took me about two years of coaching and soul searching and 
experimentation to come around to that part of my coaching to really lock into, yes, I am bringing engineering mindset into the business development world for solopreneurs and micro entrepreneurs. Thank you for saying that it did in fact take you longer than overnight to create this business for yourself as far as figuring out what exactly your purpose and your passion and your truth was and that it took some time. You said it took about two years to really get down and figure out exactly what it is that you were doing and really be able to get into your zone of genius because I think with you know everything's so fast-paced and everything it really is all about instant gratification nowadays with like how many likes can you get how many you know how much passive revenue blah 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 can you get um and oftentimes we don't realize that it, it can take a lot of soul searching and a little bit of um it can take some tears and some emotional roller coasters to get to where you need to be but in the end it's totally worth it to go through all of it to get to your end result Absolutely. So I have a couple things to say about that. First is nothing bothers me more than gurus. I'm making air quotes, quote gurus who tell you that it's just 30 days away or it's just six months away or it's just follow these eight easy steps and then you'll have successful business. It's, it's not like that. And if it is like that, it probably means that you're not tapped into your passion, that it's not deep for you, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because we're all making a living. So if you're into one of those businesses that you just want to make make enough money to make a living so that you can take your laptop to the beach, that's there's nothing wrong with that. That is one approach. But I think the going deep into who you are and what you want to bring to the world in addition to driving the supportive revenue that you need is such a process and it it follows the process of your own personal growth and evolution as a human being and you know that that doesn't happen overnight and th but the other thing i want to say about that is that two-year journey for me sure i wasn't i wasn't like going great gonzo on the business making six figures um you know b building a giant list all of that stuff but i was driving revenue along the way and i say that to tell you that and to tell your listeners that you don't have to have all of the answers to get started. You start with what you know, and then you move forward a little bit and you do a test. And that test can drive revenue for you. You know, when I was serving clients who were sort of just general life coaching clients, I was, they were paying me to do that. Not a ton, but they were paying me. And so I was able to begin to ge generate revenue, to begin to move into that mindset of I am a business over owner, I am a professional, and I my services are worthy of being paid for while I was still in soul-searching mode. And so it's an iterative process. That's one of my key messages as an entrepreneurship coach, that business development is not linear. It's not step-by-step. It's iterative. So you start with something, you do a little work, you, yes, you charge a little money, 
And then you review it and you say, how did that go for me? What resonated with me? How did I help people? Is that the thing? Is that the thing that I'm going to move forward with? Am I continuing to move in that direction or am I going to pivot, do something else? And that's how my path has gone. It's incremental revenue moving in slowly by steps into what my real calling and passion is. And I can't even say that it's, you know, my vision of myself is complete as of yet, but I have a lot better of my idea now and my revenue has evolved along with my concept of my business. And it was a process, not an event. I love that, a process, not an event. And I think that that is something we get so caught up in, especially looking at other entrepreneurs in the online world. Like everyone's writing posts or having courses on how to build your list to 10 times the size in two hours or how to make six figures in one month and in your sleep. And it's like, yes, that is possible, but A, it might not be what everyone wants. Like, I mean, I guess technically, yeah, I would love to make six figures while I'm sleeping, but do I want to do all of the work that leads up to it? Maybe I don't. Maybe once I dive into it, I don't want that, but it doesn't mean that I'm a failure or I'm not successful. And I think that understanding that truth about yourself is important while you're on that soul searching journey. And I just, I love everything that you've been saying about your mindset and doing what you can. You don't have to be that expert because Again, it's something, it's a misconception we all have. Yes, and you, it's, it's not, not to take the blame, or not to uh, shift the blame or anything, but it's not, and it's not even, quote, your fault that you have that mindset. I mean, it's perpetuated in our Facebook culture of, you know, seeing everyone's successes and forgetting about the hard work that get, got them there. And by the, you know, the community, the entrepreneurship community, which is very supportive, but also likes to perpetuate these salesy titles of just follow these steps. Um, so it's, it's, this is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart is to, you know, it, it uses some of the cliches, you know, start before you're ready, but also to allow the, allow yourself the space to iterate, allow yourself the space to grow with your business. Would you say that's your number one tip on finding that genius spot where your passion and your truth meet each other? Absolutely. That's my number one tip is allow it to be iterative. Um, go with something, test it. So by the way, this, um, this approach comes straight out of engineering. This is part of my engineering background coming to you. This is an engineering design approach is to instead of just build the thing, you know, design a thing, build the thing, test the thing and boom, you're done. Step by step process is to allow it to be iterative, like start with it, start with the concept and test the concept. And so in entrepreneurship, that look that might look like just, you know, doing some surveys or some interviews, gathering some data. And then when you come and then you say, OK, how did that go? What did I learn? How can I apply it? Then getting more specific 
more or broader in your audience, either more specific in your topic or broader in your audience and saying, okay, now how I can I do it in a different way? How can I do it better? How can I do it more detailed? How can I provide more value? And then test that. It doesn't have to jump automatically to a, you know, high price point, you know, $3,000 coaching program that you're releasing tomorrow. Like, and yes, so to find that passion and that place where passion meets truth, which I like to call your superpower, there's a lot of ways to, to think about that, but definitely letting it be iterative so that starting with something and allowing it to evolve into the future is so, so key. So, so key. Amy, have you read the book um, Creative Confidence by Tom and David Kelly? I have not. I will put it on my list. It's really good. A, a lot of the concepts that you're talking about, about creating an iterative business plan or an iterative um, concept for what it is that a person wants to be doing is basically what the book Creative Confidence is based in. And again, that's by Tom and David Kelly. And um, they're actually some of the top, um, uh, it's called D-School at Stanford. Um, they're some of the top uh, instructors there at that school. And it's just a phenomenal book to get individuals who maybe are feeling a little bit creatively um, not so confident to realize that Creativity goes beyond just a basic skill of being able to draw something. It's much broader than that, and everybody has creativity within them. It's just a matter of unleashing it and looking at how you can create different um, concepts from maybe a different approach or talking to a different person. So I highly recommend it. I think you would absolutely love it. It's a phenomenal book. I will definitely check it out. That sounds so right up my alley. So generally, I um, I see it as a two-step a two process. That's, well, it's a two-sided process anyway. That um, what you need to do to start, because obviously if it's an iterative process and you're kind of going around and around in this like spiral of iteration, you have to start somewhere, right? So how do you start? And so what I start with and what I start my clients with is crafting the initial vision. That's the starting place. And so what you need to do there is start with what you know and make sure that it's it's documented, it's written down. And so this is stuff about what you know about what you want to do for people, how you want to help, what kind of value you want to deliver, but also what you want your business to do for you, how you want it to make you feel, what kind of lifestyle you need it to support for you, both in terms of revenue and in terms of, you know, time and quality of life and all of that sort of thing. Um, and getting that vision down first is your starting point. That vision provides you with, with a map. It's a contextual map so you can see the kind of the entire context of where you not only where you are and where you're going but also what's around you and so that you have this you're ad very adaptable in the way that you go about implementing it and so that's much preferable say 
see, I'm old school. It's much preferable to say GPS where you just like put in an address and it gives you turn-by-turn -turn directions. And you have no idea if there's a more scenic route over there or if, you know, traffic's going to lock up on the freeway and you probably should have gone the surface streets anyway. Um, the map gives you the entire context so you have broader knowledge, not about yourself, about your clients, about what you want to offer. And so that's where I start people to kick off that spiral. And then once you've cast that vision, now you have something to play with. Now you have something to say, okay, I'm going to start by building this small piece of my vision. And then I'm going to, once I get that built and tested and in front of people, I'm going to take some feedback and see how it went, how did it go for me, how did it go for them. And then I can go from there. And not only can I adjust what I'm going to do next, but I can also go back and adjust the whole vision as I learn about myself and my clients and what I really am good at and where my passion meets my truth. Thank you so much for sharing with us such actionable tips for our audience. I think that so many times we get stuck in this idea, but we don't know which steps to take. So we feel frozen. And actually talking about how you try it, build it, design it, that those are all, we have a fussy baby over here. Those are all things that are very important when you're working and it takes it from concept to something much bigger. Absolutely. And it allows you to take it from that concept and put legs under it as soon as possible by, by really testing it, really getting your know, testing pieces of it, getting it out in front of people, which also then helps you to drive revenue early instead of running off and cre doing the creating in a vacuum thing and building, having feeling like you have to build the whole thing at once, allowing yourself that space to do a little experiment, drive a little revenue, do a little test, you know, it's, and it gives you a, there's a so there's so many good things about that. It's the incremental progress. It's the learning, and it's also um, less pressure and the focus on the direction. It gives you the focus, like you said, the confidence about how to do something next. Amy, thank you so much for sharing just a taste of your secret sauce that you created with us. I think. This episode is going to be so integral to our audience's um, lives as far as helping, helping them to determine their passion or truth or helping them to stick with it as well. Um, so thank you so much for sharing these tips with us. Um, is there anywhere that we can find you online or where can we connect with you? Yes, I would love to put together a little resource page for your audience. You can go to amysimpkins.com slash WPMT, and I will put a few things there for you. I will put my free video training workshop, which talks about the mindset shifts that you need to go through to shift your business from that realm of possibility and concept into profitability reality and moving forward. That's a free workshop. And then if you're ready to take that first step, I also have an architect your business course, which is all about doing that first vision crafting. And it goes systematically through all of 
those steps about who you are, what you want from your business, what you're bringing to clients, who your clients are, writing down what you know now so that you're set up to start iteration. And I'm going to include a uh, coupon for you for um, for a special discount on that. And I think the coupon will also be WPMT. And I'll put that on the resource page. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your generosity. We really appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for listening to Where Passion Meets Truth. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much again. Have a great day, guys. Hey, Soul Sister. I wanted to get a little personal with you today and talk sisterhood and self-love. How do you feel about where you are with that? Do you have a supportive group of women? Or do you feel like your friends just don't get you? I totally get it. Sometimes it seems like creative entrepreneurs and online entrepreneurs are an entirely different breed of people. Who else could have full conversations in GIF or hashtag and not lose track? I really deeply believe that sisterhood is incredibly important in our lives, especially when we are actively building our businesses and side hustles. I mean, we need to take care of ourselves too. That's why I'm so excited be hosting our first ever summit, the Shield Sisterhood Summit. It goes live on Monday and it's a three-day virtual slumber party all from the comfort of your home. This retreat has 14 amazing other women speaking. They will be doing interviews with me, Raywin, the host, and then Following the summit, they will be doing live Q&As within the Facebook event that we have set up. You'll be getting access to a ton of free resources, an exclusive summit tote that I hadn't announced before. And to put it all together, we'll also be offering an all-access pass that gets you early and unlimited access to the videos in the interviews, the videos for the Q&A, all of that packaged together for just $27. And you can go back, refer to it, get the freebies anytime you want. So if you aren't able to attend the summit live, do not worry, we've got your back with the all access pass. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to shieldsistersinitiative.com slash summit, sign up for the summit. It's a free summit to attend. And if you aren't sure you'll be able to make every single one of those interviews, you can always grab the All Access Pass. It'll be on the page following your sign-up. I hope you guys have a great day.